Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and what's up, Diva Queen? Happy Wednesday, happy Wednesday. Jumping in with a review of the week, but OMG, I just gotta say, today's interview is fire. Like maybe one of my most favorite interviews of all time. I'm just putting that out there. So real fast, let's do this review of the week. I feel like we need like uh, like jazz music or something like, like review of the week. I don't know. Okay, if this is from Aaron Hustle with Heart Coach. Sam rocks. That could be enough to say how awesome this podcast is, but it isn't. With her transparent and matter-of-fact approach, Sam tackles the toughest topics with grace and empowerment, speaking from her own experience as a multifaceted entrepreneur. I especially love that she speaks the truth for artists. No, you don't have to buy into the quote-unquote starving artist myth. Thank you, Aaron Hustle with Heart Coach. I so appreciate that. Please send us an email at sam at samanthajoharvey.com and we will send you a gift card as a thank you for sharing the love, leaving a rating and review. And if you have been listening for a while, if you would be so kind as to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and leave a review, it would mean the world to me and it helps us get the word out. So today we've got Miss Dana Mistretta, on the podcast. Dana is the person you connect with when you are ready to cut ties with the conversations, behavior patterns, limiting beliefs, and habits that are no longer serving you. Her vision for humanity is to come back to the remembrance that their body is a temple and that the kingdom is found within. This deep connection is optimized and activated through the synergy of superfood nutrition, cellular cleansing, and holistic practices to revitalize the soul. I mean, do you get her already in those few sentences? She is absolutely amazing. She has done a zillion things from being in education, you're gonna hear about that today, being a single mom co-parenting, you're gonna hear about that today, stepping into her power as a healer, as a spiritual goddess, you're gonna hear about that today, as well as being a cover model and incredible fitness trainer. So you're gonna hear about this multifaceted queen, her journey, her story, and she leaves so many amazing tidbits of hands-on knowledge, things that you can do today to truly improve your life, your relationships, your business, and everything in between. I cannot wait for you to hear from Miss Dina Mistretta. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Dana, OMG, I am so happy you are here. You, I just know this conversation is going to be magical and I'm so honored and blessed that you are here. I would love to start by asking you, what does it mean to you to live your life full out? Oh, Sam, I am grateful to be here and I so appreciate you and the invitation and the question, what it means to live life full out. So 
right here, right now in this moment, Sam and I are going to get into some yummy, delicious business talks. And we think business woman, business suit. However, I got the feathers in my hair. I've got a tank top on that says women empowered women. I've got a big ring on. It's like a giant crystal. <laughs> living full out means living in your authentic self and in your authentic light. Even if it means just wearing one earring, even if it means that you got a little paint on your shirt because you've been painting all day. It means being able to embrace all of the multi-dimensional beauty, beautiful aspects of yourself and not being afraid to shine them out to the world, even if it's a mismatch, even if no one else is wearing feathers, even if no one else's color in their hair, as Miss Sam loves to have her color in her hair and her red lips. It means that if it feels good for you, you get to shine it through. So that's what living a life that's full out means for me. And there's been times where I've definitely lived my life, the contrast of, in more of what I would like to call the, the black and white, the days before color. <laughs> and I felt like if we're going with, with that analogy there, I felt like at times my life sometimes was like black and white color, black and white color, black and white color. <laughs> That's stepping in and stepping out. And I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can probably resonate with that. Maybe even you as well, Sam. 1000%. Um, but when we make, yeah, when we make the choice to really live full out and step into that, it seems um, for me anyways, like there's just so much that just keeps unraveling. And as it unravels, more comes to you. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like mic drop. Are we done the podcast? Like that was just so juicy and, and golden and amazing. Um, I told you guys you're going to love Dana. Uh, she is truly magical. So Dana, I feel like there's a million ways we can go because you have the network marketing background. And what I love is that we're actually in two different companies yet our bigger mission, the bigger uh, thing behind it is that we're here to empower women to have choice, to have options, to create the life that they want. So got to throw that out there that we have that in common. You have also, you're a multifaceted being. You've also been in the education field. You're also a mama. Like I, I want to dive in to all of the areas, but first, can you give the listeners just a little bit background on your story? Where did you come from? How did you become the magical being that you are? Because we know that we don't just wake up one day feeling fully in alignment, fully empowered, fully there. And I think that what is so awesome and what we, I personally just love connecting with are people's stories. So would you give us just a quick, um, you know, insight into who is Dana and how'd you get here? Whew, quick insight. Okay. Um, throughout life, when I have followed my intuition and my heart and my soul, I have birthed magical gifts into this planet and have birthed a, a magical life for myself. Now, I didn't always know how to follow my intuition, my passion, and my purpose. Um, but whenever I did, it was always bountiful on the other end. So growing up, I was an athlete. I was a performer. I loved to act. I loved to be on stage, which is why I love being on camera. And um, I fell really heavily, though, into the sports more so than the arts. So in high school, I played basketball, I played softball, I had offerings for scholarships, chose really not to go that route when I got into school. Um, I received an academic scholarship. And for me, um, I was like, well, this body, you know, doesn't last forever. And it was like my, my goal school. So I went with that and I pursued my um, education in education and then also in being in, in the arts. So the arts came back in and then I started to play rugby at college. So I was in, I know it's craziness. I was in rugby, 
um, also focusing on the arts and then also learning education. And through that pathway, everyone just kept telling me, well, you only get to choose one thing. And that never felt right for like good for me and for my body. Like I knew I loved movement. I knew I loved art and I knew I loved children. So I wasn't going to put down those passions because someone said, you just have to choose one thing. And uh, really trusting my, my gut and my intuition, I um, actually let go of the education piece when I was in college. I had a very unique um, opportunity come to me when I was 16. And I was taken under the wing by some master teachers. They taught me how to write curriculum. They taught me how to lead. They taught me classroom management and how to work with, with children. And at the time, I was actually working with special needs children. So they were developing me as an educator. By the time I got to college, I'm like, I'm in a row. I'm in a desk and chair. And someone's trying to teach me on how to teach. Like, I'm not going to learn this in a book. And I felt like I already had a lot under my wings to just be able to go out and, and do it. And I came from a line of natural educators. So I'll never forget, I made a phone call to my parents and I said, I'm dropping the education part of you know, my degree. And they're like, why, why would you do that? You wanna be a teacher. And I was like, yeah, and God is telling me that there's another way to do it and this isn't it. So I just really get to like immerse myself in the arts and just continue with more of like the, the physicality of what I'm doing. And I think they thought that like I was crazy However, right after college, I manifested a job becoming an art and a PE teacher in a Catholic school where they were looking at it from the standpoint of if you are like a master in your, in your craft, right, which is, of course, you know, physical movement and activity and the arts, then there's an alternate route. All you have to do is take a test to, to pass the test to become a teacher. So I was like, well, that's it. So the doors magically open and stepped right through. And through that process, um, I started to write curriculum in their programs really from the ground up. So I went from preschool all the way up into eighth grade and the state somehow caught on to what I was doing. And the state of Florida reached out and at age like 22, 23, I became a contributing curriculum writer for the state of Florida. And these are like teachers with like PhDs that have been through like you know, like years of education and, and little old me, they were reaching out to, uh, I just had that confidence and that knowing um, in ways to not only connect with children, but also in, in my craft. So um, that's kind of like where I moved, you know, through education, ended up being in high school, ended up being a high school, like vice principal type of mentor to um, at-risk youth. And I mean, that took on a whole other a whole other life force. Um, within that like that time frame, I also became a published artist. I've had some of my artwork exhibited in New York City. So um, yeah, I was in a graffiti art magazine and photographer for that. So kind of just like allowed it all to to open up and never said no if it was in alignment with my purpose and with my passion because then it never feels like work. It's like who doesn't want to get up and, and paint a painting? Who doesn't want to go get up and train at the gym if that's something that you love? And following the, the physical fitness pathway, uh, when I was age 35, I became a competitive athlete on stage and an elite level fitness athlete. So I took three first place titles at the LA Fit Expo and became a fitness cover model. Full page editorial. It was like this snap wand overnight. I woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be like a professional athlete and uh, be on the cover of a, a magazine. Who says that? Like after I've just gone through a divorce, I'm like co-parenting on my own. And I was just like, oh no, I'm getting my life back. And it's going to be like way better than it was before. So let's do this. 
And then it was just like a few months later, I found my vehicle, I found my vessel, I found the, the company that I'm now partnered with. It was so much alignment that that really provided me the rocket ship and also the, the opportunity and the space for me to, to create that in my life. Holy was a lot. shit. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. I, I have a million questions. So, okay, you make it sound so easy to just listen to yourself and to follow your intuition. Like you said, oh yeah, and then I manifested this job. And to me, I just hear so much ease and flow. What advice do you have to women who are looking to manifest the next thing, who are looking to make it easy, but are feeling the resistance? Mm. How did you find the ease in that? How do you, how do you have that trust and that knowing? Yeah. Um, so I, God, spirit, source, whatever it is that you or your audience resonates, um, that, that deeper intuition, that deeper guidance that comes from within really started speaking to me when I was a child. And I knew when I made choices that were in alignment with that guidance, that the doors would open up. And when I made choices that were against the alignment of that guidance, and this isn't guidance that comes from like a handbook. This isn't guidance that comes from your belief system or where you grew up or a mentor, or I'm talking about like that, that waking up, you feel it in your cells that I'm going to this Starbucks today instead of that Starbucks today. I don't know why, but I'm being directed in that way. Don't go against it. You know, I followed those nudges. And it's led me to my next business partner. It's led me to meeting someone that I've always wanted to meet, right? So as like a, a, a little being, um, I definitely dabbled with that and could see when I made the choices that were out of alignment, it was that resistance. It was that struggle. It was like I was going up against the, the, the stream, the constant like doing and stressing and muscling and forcing, forcing versus the, the surrender, the letting go. Because when I would receive the inner guidance, so for instance, crystal clear, I could hear it clear as day, like trust, this, this is not the route for you. I was sitting in that desk and I was giving away my time. I was giving away my energy and all I wanted to do was paint and all I wanted to do was be on the field or on the basketball court. So there was something within me that was being guided in a different direction. And as I sat there, you know, like maybe like second month in, I was going, and now I'm wasting my parents' money, some of my money, like none of this makes sense. And like, I heard it, like there, there is a different way. You just can't see it right now. Trust, trust, trust. And I just call my parents. And I, 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 I just get to trust this. I don't know what it is. I just know that it's going to be provided. That's it. And then I just let it go and followed my, my passion. I mean, like I painted for like four years, like up until like probably 4am in the morning. Like I didn't go out partying, doing the college thing. Like all I want to do is paint and play. Like that was it. <laughs> And so I followed it. Yeah. And it felt, it made me feel alive. I think that that's it too. Like if you're feeling tired, stressed out, bloated, fatigued, here's your sign. Here's your sign. Like we are meant to be vital. We are meant to have a lot of, um, life force, joy, creativity, flow. And so if, if that's stagnant, then you got to take a look at what you're surrounding yourself with and also take a look at what you're, what you're choosing into. And that's a big part too. Yeah. yeah You're choosing you into speak, it. Yeah. Speak into that choosing yeah. into. 
Yes. A lot of times it's easy to play the blame game. And I've been there before. Once again, I went through a divorce, right? I'm a co-parent. There could be a lot of blame there. You know, here I am. I have to raise my son on my own. I got to put the bills, you know, pay the bills, put the food on the table. You know, I have to do all of these things. And it's like, no, I chose it. I chose to marry that man. I chose to get a divorce. I chose to be in this situation. Everything that I'm standing in, when you're a master manifester, everything you've created. Like we want to take credit for the like, oh yeah, I got, you know, the athlete for a boyfriend or I got this, la, 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 I attracted that. But like, we don't sometimes want to take also responsibility for the things that are in our existence that we don't really want to see. Right. Like, oh no, that, that had to be something else that had to be the ex-husband that had to be something that came from my mom or something that came from my dad or, you know, not to say that like we can do we, you know, we don't have to do work surrounding some of those relationships, but who's standing at the source of all those relationships? You are. And until you're ready to take a good, hard look in the mirror and start doing the work on yourself, none of that is going to transform, like none of it. Um, so yeah, when you know that you're a manifester, which we all are, and especially as women, you know, our intuition lies really within that, that root chakra, the divine knowing, um, and, and that root is, is your root of manifestation. So when you're in, you know, the mode of manifestation, you are the responsible agent at all times. <laughs> and that's powerful. It's so powerful to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, yes. And yes, I 1000% speaking of the intuition, like I felt that before I got married, I knew, I knew, I knew, but my young, in my journey, my 20 something year old self didn't listen and didn't trust. I heard it bright, loud, clear. It was like hitting me over the head. And I, I chose not to listen. And I love that you bring back the ownership. You are reminding us of, we have chosen everything. And I know that I, my soul chose that relationship to teach me for me to then eventually have that massive awakening to be able to break me open, not break me down, but break me open so that I could step into the next version of myself. So I love all of that. And, and where I feel like I'm leading into is I know that you've had this knowing for a long time. You've had this, this um, connection and trust to your higher power and your and source. Can you talk a little bit more about your personal development journey? Like you're actual investing in becoming the emotionally intelligent woman that you are and what role that's played either in your life and your business, um, in your relationships. Ooh, yes. Thank you, Sam. Um, I didn't really understand investing in personal development when I was in my twenties. Like I didn't know about workshops. I didn't know that you could, you know, be coached by, you know, I don't know, Lisa Nichols by, you know, just these, these great women and men out there, like Tony Robbins. Like it was just something that was kind of like in the outside world for me. However, I love personal development and I knew that it was a structure, a foundation of my life. So I wasn't like, paying, let's say, or investing in myself, what I was doing was I was listening to books on tape. I was listening to podcasts and I, I didn't, I, I mean, I broke my TV probably when I was aged, probably 20, um, like no cable, no nothing. My son didn't grow up around, you know, commercials or we didn't have a TV. So, um, it was all books and it was all learning and it was all coming from the personal development realm. So, I developed these kind of heroes that I would look up to and that I'd learn from Wayne Dyer. I mean, like I've read all of his books, Louise Hay. Um, and then of course, you know, the law of attraction came out and the secret. And so I've been following these, these masters, so to say. So I've been receiving, I was receiving the education, 
However, um, five years ago is the first time, about like four or five years ago is the first time I actually invested in myself. And it was when I invested in the network marketing company that I'm now a part of like that first yes, opened the door for so much for me, because what I was saying yes to was my health and wellness. What I was saying yes to was putting me first. What I was saying yes to was the possibility being open to a possibility of being a CEO of my own business, of running my own business, not really knowing what was truly fully possible at the time, but I was still saying yes to the possibility of. And that yes, once again, all the doors started open. Like as soon as I said yes, so I knew that I was in alignment. Now, two years after that was the first time I made a big investment, a bigger investment into my development. And I found a leadership group called Ascension Leadership Academy. And I saw Jenna Phillips Ballard, who is the owner on one of her the, um, she used to do these things called train of thought on Facebook. And I was like, instantly attracted. I was like, oh my gosh, she's speaking my language. Like, I don't know many people on this planet that speak my language. And I'm just like blowing up her, you know, her feed and everything. And I found out about the program. And at the time I was like, I don't have the time and the money for that. What I know about manifestation is however I will. So I just held the space open and I was like, okay, I don't today. And I will three months later, I had the time, I had the money and the doors opened and I walked through and I continue to walk through. So um, I graduated from the work, came back and I, I did service. So that means I was um, able to coach a few teams. And then I captained where I'm coaching the coaches. And then I went through what's called their master facilitation program, graduated from that, and then came back and coached those students. And that really was a catalyst for my spiritual like awakening and my spiritual journey as well, making that investment into myself because in those programs, that's where I met myself really in the mirror. And that's where I was able to do a lot of the decluttering and clearing out because when we have a clear vessel, when we have a clear channel, that is the way to, to get the messages from source. Like you can't get through if it's clogged up with limiting beliefs, if it's clogged up with toxic relationships, if it's clogged up with toxic foods, like your gut like your gut, like trust your gut. But if your gut is inflamed and bloated and constantly out of harmony, how are we, what are, what are we trusting? <laughs> An imbalance, right? So once all that became cleared out, then all of this just started to, started to stream through. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> and, and everyone who knows when I talk about my coach, that is Jenna Phillips Ballard. Um, so we, we so I talk about her all the time. I like throw so much love in the air and and yeah, it's one of those things where I saw her speak uh, on a stage and I was like, I need to know this woman. She is my spirit animal. And we just connected and it was absolutely incredible. And, and so I think that we also get to invite you as the listener to follow the nudge. If you are feeling connected to someone, do something about it. Follow them on Instagram, comment on their stuff, consume their free, you know, materials, whether it's free things they have on their website or free podcasts or Instagram stuff, consume, become a part of. And then when the opportunity presents itself, jump in, dive in. If they have a coaching program, if they have a, any, anything that you can do to surround yourself by the people you're being pulled to be connected to, that is what you need to do. Um, it's just because that's changed my life too. And I'm just so happy that you spoke into that because, uh, it's, it comes back to the idea that we already know our soul already knows exactly where we need to be, who we need to meet. And we get to lean into those whispers and those nudges. And yes, sister, can you tell us if you had one book, one personal development book, maybe for someone that's newer into the personal development world, spirituality world, what book would you recommend? 
Inspiration by Wayne Dyer. Boom. Great. Boom. Inspiration, inspiration in Dyer. spirit. It's all about living a life of inspiration. Yeah. Awesome. And following your inspiration, following your intuition, the God winks along the way, beautiful stories. Um, that was like my gateway drug. <laughs> so was that, would you say, was, would you say that was your favorite book as well? Or would you say you have a different favorite or was that just a good gateway? Um, oh, my favorite. And this one, it's like, I got to give props because this book was life changing for me. You know, it's like, what would inspire an early, you know, girl in her early twenties to like, you know, put pretty much a sledgehammer to her TV, to throw out all the flour, all the sugar in her home. Um, and, and mind you, I'm 40 years old. So this was 20 years ago. Like people really weren't talking about the fact that, um, you know, I can't like sugar feeds cancer, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it yeah. does. Like we can look it up. We could research it. It's, it's a fact. So <laughs> I guess I'm not saying anything because I, I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose, cure, prevent, right? We've got to go through all, all those hoops sometimes. Exactly. Um, so this book was called natural cures that they don't want you to know about. And it was by Kevin Tr- Trudio. Tr- I always say his name incorrectly. Trudio. It's like a, a book like this big. And so it, it was pretty big. Oh, it was big. And it was all about like the exposure of big pharma, um, you know, the, the health system that's designed to like keep you unhealthy. It was like pulling back the curtain and all of the layers and everything was just like, whoa, I could see it just all out in front of me. And that's when I made radical and I mean radical decisions about the way I was living my life and what I was allowing into my space. I mean, my son was raised on, on glass bottles and people, moms, my own mom would always come up to me and be like, aren't you afraid it's going to break? You know, like coming from like a great space and like your kids get to get, I was like, no, no, no. I'm more afraid of the plastic that's in the other bottle. You know, like I like raised a complete organic baby that never touched TV. He's a complete free thinker. (laughs) It's like, it was the greatest gift ever. So that book provided so much for me, especially at a time where I was, you know, becoming a new mom and being pregnant and figuring all that out. So that stuff really wasn't in my existence and in my space because of that book. That's yeah. The, I'm literally, when we get off of here, I'm ordering that book. I'm so intrigued and fascinated. Yeah. Um, and that's a perfect segue. Cause I want to talk about you as a conscious parent. Like you are raising the next generation of, of thinkers and doers and all, and I'm so excited because I've heard you speak about your son and the way that you parent him and, and how emotionally intelligent he is. And can you speak to the moms out there that are like, how do, what, I feel overwhelmed. I feel crazy. And what am I doing a good job? What is your experience of being a conscious parent? How has that shifted your personal development journey? What does that feel like, look like? Like, I don't have kids. So I just want you to speak as a mom to the mamas out there. Mm. Give them whatever they need to hear. Yeah. Um, the approach with my son is similar to an approach that I would take in my classroom. While I may hold the essence of being the authority, I am not the authority. Yeah. I'm not the authority. And that's how we cultivate trust within. That's how we cultivate children that trust themselves and their own pathway. Their pathway is going to look totally different than yours. They're going to tie their shoes in a different way. You know, they're going to put on their pants in a different way. They're going to clean their room in a different way. And that's okay. Right. So it's like, yes, you can hold the space of like the authority in terms of keeping them safe, right? Like physically safe. But at the end of the day, children know, they know. 
Um, you know, and the, the way that the playgrounds are designed, they're age appropriate, first of all. But, you know, I'll watch like a parent in the park, you know, and the kid will start climbing or they'll start doing something or even like educators because I used to um, come in and do evaluations on educators. Right. And they'd be like, oh, my God, don't do that. It's too high. Da, 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 da. You know, the don't, the top, the dot, the dot, the dot. And it's coming from a good essence in terms of keeping the child safe. However, if they're not relying on their own safety mechanisms and they don't learn how to trust it. And that no can become very, very alarming to the system. And it can actually become very damaging. It like gets recorded into their body as like fear and that they're doing something wrong. Right. So like the children intuitively know they will only go as high as they feel safe and you can watch them, you know, they'll kind of take that next step and maybe they'll go for the next wrong or they'll just gently take themselves off of it. They really, unless there's, a few percentage of kids that don't have that fear mechanism built in. It's like very, very tiny, small. Um, but other than that, like children intuitively, they know. Um, redirection is a big one, you know, not the, the no, the stop. Um, once again, that alarms the system. So moving them, guiding them into different choices, not making the choice that they were making wrong is a big one. Um, speaking always in conversation, always in dialogue with um, your child, looking at them as a, a human being, not just something that, um, you know, you created. So I, I see sometimes there's like this energy of like ownership. Well, I told, because I told you so, you know, like that kind of an answer and that kind of a response. Like when your child is asking why kids are curious, they just want to know. Um, it's, and sometimes I think when parents have more of that authoritative state, they take it as like them attacking them. Like, you know, don't ask me why just do it because I said it. And this is a great learning opportunity for both you and the child. And um, another thing that's really strong for me is not creating boundaries when it comes to kids. And I think like the word boundaries gets used a lot in relationships. And what I have learned, and especially going into environments in education where some of the kids are coming out of juvie, you know, this is their last chance. They've already been in a state where there's not a lot of trust cultivated, especially for the quote unquote authoritative figure. So if I come in and I am, you do this and you listen to me, I'm never going to gain that, that trust. Right. And I wouldn't want to be that student sitting in the seat. I mean, think of when you were a teen, do you want to be like told what to do, how to do it? No. Right. Um, so day one, we go over what the agreements are between us. Like, I understand like you are going to need things to operate in this home. And I consider this to be a home and you are going to require things from me in order to operate in this home. So let's have a great communication about this. Let's vote on some things that we can all agree on in this space. You know, and then the kid has the freedom to say like, I don't want people laughing at me when I ask silly questions. Like I've, I've literally had like 18 year old high school boys say that because you create an environment that's so safe that they then can express that. And it's like, hey, can I, everyone here get behind that? Do you like being laughed at? Okay, good, me neither, you know? And awesome, Miss Mistretta really only has like three that are a foundation, you know? There's, there's no cussing, <laughs> you know? There's no discrimination of race, religion, sex, sexual preference, color, like that's it. Can we all get behind that? Okay, we can all get behind that. So there's this agreement versus a boundary. I, the boundary is I need this, 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 and that from you. And they're just gonna sit there and, and take it you know, and not have any words or say in it. And then if there's not the words or the say, there's not the investment in the buy-in. So it's the same thing with my kid. I'm always calling him into making choices together. We have free time. It's not, we have free time. We're going to do what I want to do. You know, it's like, what, who wants to play in the sandbox with that friend? Like, 
Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so fascinating. And yeah, we do talk about these boundaries and we do, what I'm hearing is that you're giving him ownership to be his own sovereign being and to experience what he needs to experience so that he can grow and evolve as he is destined to, rather than putting that pressure on him. And I think that that is what you know, as a woman in today's society is that that's what we're fighting. I'm fighting what I feel like society has taught me to do or what was right or wrong. And what I'm hearing you say is that you're creating an environment that doesn't do that. And I, I love that. I want to honor you. And I want to acknowledge you. I'm going to call you when I have babies so that you can help me <laughs> do all the things um, in this way, because it sounds, it sounds liberating and it sounds fun and it sounds healthy and it sounds like it sounds like something I want to be a part of so thank yeah. you so much for sharing that that's incredible mm-hmm. let me ask you this for the woman that's listening what is like the first step that she can do to start living into that if she's like okay Dana this really resonates with me I'm not doing that right now what's something small I can do that can create this relationship with my kids in my family Ooh, that's beautiful. Um, I actually, I asked my son for feedback. I asked my son for feedback as to how I'm being as a mom. Is there anything that you need from me that you feel like you're not receiving? And, and it, you'd be amazed, you know, the things that, that, he, that like my son says, you know, sometimes it's acknowledgement and sometimes it's like, you know, mom, the other day when this happened, it, it didn't feel good. Right. Oh yeah. We've, we've had conversations like that. Um, so I've had conversations where I've asked my son for feedback. Um, however, like I come back to the fact that we've created a space where we can have that, that dialogue. Um, so one of the things I think that like, if you're coming up against it with, with, with your child, um, you know, maybe there's an argument that's coming up or maybe it's, you know, the online schooling is a big thing. There's some resistance there. Um, that's a great space to really be curious and to, to open up some of that dialogue. And if you are, um, in a circumstance where your child maybe is a little bit more defiant or they're coming up against something, I asked my son, like, what does that feel like in his body? I know that's like a very adult and mature question. And sometimes he doesn't answer and I'll go, because what I'm noticing is you're clenching your fists. What I'm noticing is your shoulders are up here. What I'm noticing is you have this really tight, angry face with me. So while you're saying everything is okay, I'm seeing that it's really not. So I'm going to recommend that you go to your room, take a few breaths. And when you find the words come out because I'd really love to help you through this. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Or just experience it. You know, sometimes he comes out and he's like, Hey, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, I see you are fine. We don't need to talk about it. Like he was able to self-adjust. He was able to monitor whatever needed to be monitored there. Do we need to talk about it? No, we don't need to talk about it, mom. Great. Right. Um, but then he'll come out and go, I'm, sometimes, you know, I'll say you need to take a few minutes because there, of course, you know, there is structure and then he'll come out and I'll go and he'll go, I'm ready to come out mom. And I'll go, honey, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like the shoulders are still up here. You know, your jaw is still clenched. Are you really ready? Right. Once again, not saying like, no, you're not get back in there. Like, you know, wrong. like, are you really ready? Let's check in like self checks. I'm so big on self checks. You know, mm. I used to do it with my little PE kids before PE started, we line up in the hallway and I go, okay, everybody do a self check. Cause part of like 
the, the procedure is you check their uniform, right? Do I really need to go down the line and check everyone's uniform? No, I want to teach them how to check their own uniform, right? <laughs> like, okay, guys, time for a self-check. Are my socks, you know, folded one fold down? It was a Catholic school, right? Are my shoelaces tied? Is my shirt tucked in? You know, and you're kind of giving them that extra opportunity because I already know the kid that doesn't have their shirt tucked in. But I don't need to go, hey, Crystal, you in the back, tuck your shirt in, you know? It's like, my high school student, same thing. Am I ready for the day? Am I sitting at my desk? Are my tools and utensils out? Is my pen out? And I'm seeing kids just like a scramble. You know, you just give them that opportunity. It's like, and by like day 15, you know, they know. It's like, oh, it's so good. And I just, this theme of you are empowering other people to empower themselves. That you are literally giving them permission, whether it's your son, your former students, the women in your business. Like, I love that about you. Not only are you the light of saying, Hey, this is what's possible. This is what I've come through. This is what I've worked through. This is what I've experienced. And I'm going to empower you to step in, to choose, to lean in and grow and evolve and, and make, take a stand for yourself. And I just absolutely love that about you. And I just want to acknowledge and honor you for spreading the light, but I'm not done yet because one thing I heard you on a clubhouse the other night. And for everyone listening, you know, Clubhouse is this new app. It's kind of like podcast meets live radio meets social network. I, I don't really know how to describe it, but you popped on to the most hilarious room where they were talking about finding a partner for a single woman. Oh yeah. And now as a woman who's been divorced and, and, and dating and experiencing that and having all of the coaching background that you do, I would love for you to speak on what you see either from your own journey or in other women that you um, are surrounded by the experience of the 30 something or 40 something year olds that is maybe divorced or maybe just went through a breakup who wants to call in her king, who wants to find the relationship that she has always known is there for her. And I'm using this verbiage specifically. Um, what does the single woman need to know about calling in her king, about calling in the partner that is like the one, not their crazy Ooh. ex, not the, you know, not so great boyfriends, not the crazy hinge dates. How do you call in the one? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Clarity, clarity is charity. The universe loves you, man. Like the universe so loves us and wants to give us everything that we desire. However, we're not clear. And this is especially with women, especially with women, men, like the masculine is point A to point B. It's directional. It's focused. Women were like, I like this one day. And then I like that the next day. And then I like this one day and I like that the next day. So within those choices that we make, we're confusing the universe. So you got to get like really crystal clear on what you're looking for and then write it down. You got to write it down. And it's such an important piece because women will just go, yeah, but I know it. And it's like, okay, great. And like, when we know things and I'm a big, like, I know it, like, I love that. It's very different though, when you're a deliberate manifester. So you, when you have thoughts they're what I like to say, like they're out in the ethers, but when you put it down in paper, it becomes the concrete. It's so powerful. So in this circumstance, knowing isn't enough. Knowing isn't enough. Like you get to really sit down, you get to write it out, what you're looking for, the exact attributes, the attributes that you're looking for in a man, the vision that you have of your life, who this man is as a man, first of all, right? Just as a man, 
who the man is in the relationship, who the woman you are as a woman, and who the woman you are in the relationship, right? So you're taking these like two separate entities and then you're merging them together into the vision because that's truly what we all want, like the two strong pillars and then the third entity being the, the relationship. So when you're writing, coming from a space of it's already happened, um, you know, we always say like act as if. So same thing in your writing. I'm so grateful that I get to wake up every morning to this amazing man. He runs his own business or, you know, he's already has two kids and they're so grown and mature. Whatever you see, don't let anyone else dictate your vision. You know, mom says I shouldn't date a kid or a guy. Mom says I shouldn't date a guy that has kids, right? Or, you know, I, when I used to date men in coaching, they used to say, my friends would always say like, there's no way you can get a girl that's like five years younger than you. And I was like, so do you want to listen to them all your life? Like what? So you get to be unapologetic about the vision that you're creating. And then also going through the attributes, um, be clear on the things that you don't want to. However, don't focus there. Like just know it and then cast that list aside. Because if you're constantly like, I don't want to attract someone who smokes. I don't want to attract someone who is, you know, a, a drug dealer like my ex or something. I'm just making that up. I don't want to attract someone who, right? But if you're constantly focusing on what you don't want to attract, you know, I keep attracting these guys who X, Y, and Z. Well, because you keep talking about the guys that you're attracting who's X, Y, and Z. So you got to like look at it and go, yeah, not available for that anymore. Like not even available to talk about it, to give it energy, to give it like a thought done, like done, 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 rip up the piece of paper, burn it in the fire and cut ties with it. Like you don't need that in your space anymore. And if it's coming up in your space, how are you feeding it? How are you feeding it? If the guy sitting across the table from you is not getting you at least closer to that vision, you've created that. Okay. So look inside. I know it's so hard and I've been there and I'm like, how did I manifest this? What, what about me said, like, choose me. <laughs> you know? Or what is there for me to learn through? How is this a mirror for me? Like you got to ask some of those, those questions. Um, so yeah, once you get clear there, then let it go, let it go and, and let it, let it come to you. You know, don't go chasing, don't go chasing. It'll show up. Um, but that clarity, clarity is charity. I wish you guys could see my faces because I'm literally here making the <laughs> most exaggerated, crazy, wild, and amazing faces. Um, let me ask you this. Are you allowed to write down how much money you want this person to make? Because in the past, I've been told write down attributes, but like, it doesn't matter necessarily what they look like, or it doesn't matter how much money they make. What is your take on that? If it's important to you and it's valuable, it doesn't matter if it's money. It doesn't matter if it's a car. It doesn't matter if it is an attribute. None of that matters. Um, it's the clarity. It's being specific that the universe will honor. Like if you want the house with the yellow door, say you want the house with the yellow door, you're going to get the house with the white door because the universe doesn't know. It might still be the same house, but it's not going to have the yellow door because you didn't ask for the yellow door. So the more clear that you are, then you're giving the universe something exact to work with. Oh, that's so good. And yeah. so I've heard that also that analogy with money. And mm -hmm. I know that we, especially in our business, I think one of the blocks is um, this financial scarcity that we have to work through in order to really step into the future versions of ourselves. I see that with a lot of, of women that I've worked with. And I've seen that where it's like, okay, I'm, uh, money flows freely to me. I'm manifesting money. 
but, but are you manifesting like the penny on the street? Are you manifesting $5,000? What is the exact number that you're ready to call in? And how do you work towards that? So I love that clarity. Um, do you find that money stories are, um, something you experience with business partners and, or just women in, um, your community? Money stories in terms of like, like I don't like have money enough money scarcity. for that like yeah. scarcity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely see it. One of the big ones that, um, and I don't know if this directly, it does really relate to money for sure. What I used to get a lot was let me check with my husband before I purchase this. Yeah. And, um, I remember like at one time I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then I was like, well, does that make sense? If this is something that you're truly, you know, committed to causing, creating or investing in, and right now, everything within you, you just said is a 10 out of 10, you're a heck yes. But it's like, I got to check in with this person. Like what, what, what's the deeper layer between that? Is that because like, you don't have your own finances? Is it because someone else is controlling your finances? Is it because like, yeah. So that's one that I would receive, um, a lot. I don't say that I receive that one too frequently anymore, which is really interesting. Cause I used to choose more of controlling relationships. Hey. <laughs> so of course I would attract people who would have that kind of a story. I love that. <laughs> Isn't that everything is a mirror. Everything is a learning opportunity. Like literally when I started realizing that about my life, it changed my life. So I'm like, okay, what am I learning through this? Well, today is just a, quite the shit storm. What am I learning through today? <laughs> what is happening? Um, but it makes life so much more fun that way. And, and again, it's that ownership. It's that power. It's that we get to create and cultivate everything in our lives from the man, from the children, from the money, from the, the fun, the joy, the, I mean, all the things, the flowers that are sitting on your desk. I, I just, it just lights me up to talk about that stuff. So starting to like wrap us down and close us up. I do want to ask you, is there something that you wish people would ask you, whether it's about your business or your spiritual journey, or just kind of any area of your life that you would like to speak into? Is there a question that you wish people asked you more of? Ooh, is there a question that I wish people asked me more of? <laughs> or a question that's well, never, I love that never you... been asked? Oh gosh, Sam, this is a rough one. Um, uh, I really do enjoy speaking into like my spirituality and the spiritual aspect of my journey because it is something that is really unique and not a lot of people, I don't you know, I made up the story that not a lot of people understand it or resonate with it. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the Catholic church. I was a Catholic school teacher. And while I do have like a, a deep belief of, of God, like spirit is God to me. Whenever I say spirit, it's God. And also, um, I love other practices. I love other religions. Like I'm really open to, to learning anything that creates that deeper connection within. So I'm a yoga, yoga practitioner. I'm a Reiki healer. I just magically manifested a gong and started playing gong and doing sound healing. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a different type of a pivot for me and something that, um, like allows me to, um, not only serve people, but it also is a way like it's a flow art. So it's a way of um, moving creation through me. So, you know, when I play my gong, my, my business moves, you know, it's like, it all like goes hand in hand. Um, but people don't know in the back end, it's like, well, what made your business move today? I'm like, my gong, you know, it's like, 
<laughs> or that I took, you know, 15, 20 minutes to ground in and have a meditation, you know, or I did a Reiki healing or I received a Reiki healing. So a lot of these spiritual practices are so important to me and they create my, my business. And they also create the business partners that I attract, um, attract women who, um, really are in alignment with those conversations. And the same thing, my friendships, just like Sam, these are the women that I, I get to do life with. And so when that part of me is revealed, it feels like more of the part that is like, I think the closest to my heart. Um, yeah. Uh, when, when I coach the gentleman and I talk about getting to know a woman, I always say like, of course, like you're, you're going to want to know what she does, but once you ask her what she's passionate about and she opens up to you about what that passion is, now you're like holding part of her heart. Yeah. And, and not every woman, you know, does expose those things. Some of them keep it like a little bit closer. So even in relationships, like, um, allowing myself to be fully seen in my spirituality and some of my shamanistic practices, um, was a very big, like almost coming out of the closet, you know, um, and being received by a man in that way. And while, you know, my partner might not fully understand it, at least he is understanding and he's open and he asks the questions and he never makes me feel like weird or awkward, um, you know, for some of the, the things that I get to experience in this life that I know is very unique than things that a lot of people experience. Um, and those are gifts and talents that were given to me. So to suppress them once again, would be very out of alignment. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. And, and I so fully resonate with that, um, in my own personal journey of, of, of my spiritual journey. And now, um, being in a space of calling in a partner and, and knowing that, the right partner will be able to see me and hold me for all of those practices and all of those beliefs. Um, even if they don't, they aren't fully there. Do you, did you ever find, and this is totally a personal question, everyone listening, you're welcome. Did you ever find that, um, when you were dating that there was, you know, this person could be great, but you felt like maybe you were further along on your journey on your, either your spiritual journey or your personal development journey that, like, do you give yourself permission that give the man permission that if he's not fully on his journey, like on the same level as you, but he's on his path, do you, did you find that that was happening? Is it possible that they can catch up to you? Or did you want someone that was like fully already in it, fully aligned with spirit, fully connecting, meditating, doing all the practices, or is there room for, is there wiggle room? Or are you going to give me back that clarity? Oh, it's mm. Sam. It's whatever you want. What are you going to say mm. right now? Personal coaching. I'm still absolutely no. I'm still finding it. I'm still finding it. I run at a high at a high frequency and at a high pace. Like, and not so much a high frequency, but I run at a very very high pace. And I mean, you're the same. You were a rocket. It's a very narrow window to get through. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of practice. It takes failing more than succeeding. And within the failing more than succeeding, you're growing at a rapid pace. Like we grow, we grow, we grow. We wake up in the morning. Sam, I know we're on the same type of energy vibe. It's like, okay, how do, how do we grow? How do we connect? How do we like, we're in that constant conversation. So, um, it doesn't have to be the same conversation as what I found. And it doesn't have to be like at like the same level. So to say it's like, are they ignited? Are they on fire? Are they passionate? And are they committed to their growth? Um, I 
truly, I, I want to say, I don't know what it would be like to be with a partner who is a complete match in terms of all areas across the board and also on like the personal development growth rocket ship. I've, I've yet to experience that in, in my life. Um, however, I've noticed like guys that like their rocket ship is here and mine is here, but we're just in two different areas. We're in two different zones. You know, if I'm on like the emotional intelligence rocket and they're on the, you know, I'm a millionaire billionaire rocket. Like, it's just like, we're just growing in different areas. Um, but like, we're still um, like playing in an area that is at a high percentage rate as to where we're at in our game. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, oh. and that is something that like is valuable and is important to me. Yeah. 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 I think mm-hmm. we're fully aligned in, in that as well. You and I are totally on the same page. I love it. Well, Dana, I want people to be able to find you where, if they're like, I need more Dana, where can they find you? How do they get to work with you? Awesome. Well, thank you for asking Instagram, Facebook, Dana Mastretta. I keep everything, you know, exactly the same. Um, you can send me messages. I love doing Facebook stories. I think I, I, I know I reveal a lot of my personal uh, story, a lot of my daily life. You'll see my son. You'll see me being a hockey mom. You'll see the spiritual aspect, the fun, the goofiness, the girlfriends. Um, I like to expose a lot of that through my stories and um, very personable, very real, very down to earth. So anyone who would benefit from one-on-one coaching um, in different areas, different realms, I've, I've been in the coaching space for a long time. So I could certainly support. And then, um, you know, Sam and I both build uh, different network marketing businesses. So once again, it all comes to alignment. You know, when you're making a business decision, it's a decision to make, you know, some people look at this as like, oh, it's just like a little side hustle. And yes, once again, be open to the, the ability, like the potential of what it could grow into and what you're stepping into. So if you're choosing like Sam's organization, it's like, yes, choose Sam's organization, but then also choose a team in Sam's organization. Different teams stand for different things and know who the mentors are, know who the guides are. Um, so anyone who's looking to make like a pivot into the on and both what Sam and I do, we pivot people into the online space and creating their own business in the health and wellness space and becoming their own boss, their own CEO, which we're both very passionate about, but it does come down to alignment and match. I mean, there are some people that are like, Hey, you're doing this. And my friend is doing this. And I'll say, great. At the end of the day, it's a business decision. Ask the questions in the same way you would for a business and see what matches for you. Either way, you know, you're not going to hurt me. Like I want you to be happy at the, at the end. Right. And we're all moving towards the same goal. So, um, it's always a win then. Yeah. Like you don't own people, you know, it's like set them free. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes back to that trust too. It's like, we get to lean into our trust that, that who is supposed to, you know, be with us will be with us and who is supposed to separate from us will separate from us. And, and that's beautiful. It's, it's, that's the journey. That is it. It's all good. Um, I love that. So my last question for you is if someone was to say, Dana, I've got 30 seconds. How do I live my life full out? What do you tell them? 30 seconds, how you live your life full out. Trust, 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 and trust. Every morning when you get up, Trust the decisions that are moving through you, that are coming through you from the moment you choose what clothing you wear to the people who you choose to surround you with throughout the day, who you call, what you watch on TV. 
you get to choose. And if it isn't bringing you happiness, joy, and love, you're probably not going to vibrate at the highest and be living full out. You'll probably live in what is the, the opposite in the questioning and in the blame and in the shame. So choose yourself, choose you. And that you is unique, it's authentic, and it's unapologetic. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.